Good afternoon, good afternoon to my Vaughn listeners. This is once again your host, Lady G. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. Quite chilly, but nonetheless, it's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. It's great and it's good to be back and to be with you again. Um, we are still Women's Month, still dedicating this month to the special ladies, the masterpieces of the Most High. We love you, women of God. We love you all out there. It doesn't matter. Even if you are in uh, Shibin, you are drinking, you are on drugs, wherever you are, you are a woman of God because you were created by your maker. You are loved by your maker. He is the one who created you. So it doesn't matter where you find yourself this afternoon. Just know that you are a woman of God. I don't care what people have said to you, what people have called you, but I want you to know on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon that you know what? You are a woman of God. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, I know people might have put you down. They might have said things about you. You don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see what people say. You know, those of us who have struggled with uh, weight, uh, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, sometimes we don't even feel good because the words that people have been, the people that are saying keeps on ringing where they say, oh my God, you've gone so much weight. You're so fat. What is wrong with you? So now you don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror because those are the words that keep on ringing. So I don't know what has been said to you as a woman in this woman's month. Maybe things have said to you that have brought you down, have lowered your self-esteem, have made you feel that you are unworthy, Nobody, you know, when you, when people even look at you, you become so self-conscious because now you are thinking, oh, can they see what Lady G said that I am this, I am that, I am this, you know, it's all these negative words that we say to one another as women where it's like constantly our tongue keeps on bringing one another down. So I am here to tell you on this beautiful afternoon that you are beautiful, you are loved by your maker you are wonderful fearfully and you've been created by the one who loves you he took his time to mold you with his bare hands he took his time and he shaped you that's why he says i know every strand of hair that is on your head he molded you those eyes he took his time those lips, those nose, whatever that people have said, uh, you know, this, you know, you've got such big eyes, your squint, your nose is this, your lips is this, everything that they have mentioned, know that Jesus took his time to make you and he has touched each and every ugly part that you think you own, every ugly part that people have said that you have that Jesus 
who is our Lord and Savior, our maker. He has touched every ugly part with his beautiful touch and he has molded you. He is the one who is your maker. He is the one who is your husband, the lover of your soul. He is the one that knows you. You might be seated in that situation in a dusty place where you feel you can't even get up because that is how you feel. You feel so worthless. You feel so useless. So everything that people have said about you, you feel that is it. But I am here to tell you today that every negative word that has been said to you, you are not that. You are what your maker says you are. I am what my God says I am. I am the way that he sees me. So that is what I want us to, 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 as we start the segment, to think on that woman. I don't care who has brought you down, you know, where you don't even want to try anything anymore. But God is saying, I am your maker. I love you. I made you and I created you. So isn't it good to be loved by the Lord? Isn't it good to know him who has made us, who has created us? So this afternoon, I just want to talk uh, on us, uh, talk on um, uh, a topic when, you know, when, when you are found, you find yourself in those days where it looks like everything is going wrong. You've tried this and that, but things seem to be going wrong. When things don't go the way that you have planned, what do you do? So uh, when you go to the book of Genesis 32, verse 17, it it says, To whom do you belong? And where are you going? And who owns all these animals in front of you? So to whom do you belong? And where are you going? Uh, I just wanted you to think on that. Who do I belong to? I just said your maker is your husband. He is the one who created you, molded you, and made you a masterpiece. You may be stuck in drugs right now. You may be stuck in a ship, being in a loveless marriage. You feel so unworthy. But know this. You belong to him your maker you belong to him so this is jacob here speaking to his servants he says to them uh he was about to meet his brother esau so he says if esau asks you who do you belong to and where are you going and who owns all these animals in front of you and he instructed them how to answer that so i'm saying to you that is what you need to ask yourself When everything around you is a mess, when everything around you is weighing on you, you can't even cope. Think on who do you belong. And once you know that you belong to him, your savior, your father God, then think on who is this God that I belong to. And once you can think on who is this God that you belong to, then you can understand what you are capable of. We've all faced such days where we thought our day would go a certain way. 
you know when the trumpets of the day is not according to what we had planned or what we had envisioned and as you can see that the day uh, everything doesn't make sense the meaning and the purpose of the day it just no longer makes sense to you anymore and us as women we are faced with that a lot so it's easy for us as women to develop an attitude that nothing in life is worth while or worth living for so it is in this experience where we feel all of this we feel in such a way that we just, we want to we are losing everything you know when you are everything that you are touching it looks like you are losing it i don't know how many women feel like this say i've tried it all but my grip on life just seems to be loose i'm losing i'm losing everything or maybe you are even feeling like i've lost it all you've lost it and now to you life doesn't have a purpose and it's not there's no significance of it maybe that is how you are feeling right now i don't know who i may be talking to so your life was once meaningful but now it's like everything is just gone up so some of us this is where we develop such feelings and attitudes of being depressed we don't know what is depressing you you know sometimes doing the same thing over and over you feel like you are stagnant you are stuck in this position as a woman you've been doing the same job over so many years now you are so depressed you feel literally stuck you you don't know how to move forward so you feel you can't change the circumstances around you so this is where when i thought of this and i thought of how people can be so depressed and i thought let me just share a little bit about mental health issues that women face not only women but everybody outside there it's just that we were looking at women and then um how you feel trapped you feel like you are in a dead end street and from and from that dead end street you try to escape but you can't escape so i thought let me just share with us as women so that maybe we become to a point where we understand one another and um what happens you know some of us this is where we develop what we call mood disorders so many of us have and can experience moments of sadness you become so sad so irritated or you become happy from time to time those are what we call our mood disorders so uh, i'm not i'm not going to talk about um in terms of but we just say there is a chemical imbalance that might have taken place in the brain so as we look at it we say sometimes stress can cause a mood disorder to start or you to make it worse Stress, stress is the body's way to prepare to either fight or escape a situation that you are facing in life. It can often make us work better to solve whatever difficult situations we are in. But when it's too much and we cannot cope with it, it can cause us to develop mood or anxiety disorders. 
it can also affect our ability to think clearly so one of the most common mood disorders that we all know and sometimes we joke about it and we say oh that one is bipolar uh, you know those are your, your mood common disorders where people feel depressed and they feel like they have bipolar issues so we, 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 we so when you are going through depression I'm going to talk about depression for now so that we understand how we you are feeling when everything goes wrong in life all around you so and you find that maybe I'm being depressed so how can you now identify and see that really I am depressed so some people would find that they will feel as if they um they feel that they have feelings of unworthlessness where they feel like um they are broken they have negative thoughts low self-esteem so that is the first thing that will start happening you have negative thoughts low self-esteem you feel you are broken you feel you are worthless you feel that you are sometimes there will be words that will be whispered in your ear you are so shameful you feel that you are despicable you are you are unworthy you don't you know that is how you feel and then sometimes you feel like you some people they feel sad most of the time you feel so sad every situation that you can think of it just makes you you are sad about it you are sad and you suddenly lose interest in life all the things that might have interested you before you suddenly lose interest in life and you don't have energy to do anything you're not even interested into doing anything you have no energy at all you've got now suddenly suicidal thoughts you are difficult in terms of concentrating on things you will develop a loss of interest now you start having problems with your sleeping pattern and all of those things so that is how some people might feel so others so you will find that you start suddenly to withdraw from other people you start keeping to yourself you know and if you are somebody who is who loves who who is to work you'll start phoning in and saying you are sick you don't want to get out of bed you don't just want to be in bed you want people to just leave you alone and you want people to say you say to people let me be let me be just leave me alone why can't people understand this is how i'm feeling feeling of hopelessness about the future and you you, do, you don't want to you, and you feel like you don't deserve anything that is good because you've just suddenly become unhappy about life and now you and you have those thoughts of wishing that you were dead so those are the things that sometimes may trouble you as somebody who is facing depression some you know people don't want to eat some they eat too much because you are trying to cope with what with what life has presented you so you find yourself thrown into this and people say christians cannot be depressed but sometimes you find that because we are human beings there are things that will disappoint us in life 
There are things that when things don't go the way that we wanted them to go the way, we become depressed as well. We are human beings. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine today on this topic and I said, you know, stress, depression, those things, they kill and we don't realize. And I was talking about how I saw my mom suffering from this depression. She suffered from depression. She did not want to eat. She lost so much of weight. She used to mumble and talk to herself because of the situation that she couldn't change. She wanted so much to change. She wanted the end results. Have you ever started something thinking it's going to be this way, but when it turns out to be the other, to be something else, now you are so stressed because this is the one thing that you thought could give you the breakthrough that you thought could make you victorious or make you to overcome and now this very thing you can see it that it's crumbling before you and you can't put these pieces back together it's broken but now you want to try with your strength with your might and you can't and this same this one thing is just nagging in your mind nagging in your mind you know i saw how my mom from being a depressed woman she went on to become becoming an over-the-counter uh, addict in terms of medication because she was a professional somebody so she could access medical medicinal over-the-counter so she would go to most of the clinics where she knew most of the people that were working and she would collect medication sleeping tablets your pain tablets and all of those things your cough mixtures because it had a little bit of alcohol so she would gobble the bottle down so that she could sleep just to numb the pain to make the pain go away and they will tell you that most people who commit suicide it's not because they really wanted to die it is because they wanted the pain to go away but the pain doesn't seem to go away you know once they are out of that stupor where they've put themselves into when they get up the pain is still there and she wanted to get rid of the pain you know uh, they wouldn't eat constantly she would be talking about this one issue where she thought she would get a breakthrough from so depression kills so even us as children of the most high god these are the mental issues that we might find ourselves faced with we might find ourselves faced with when the drum beats of the day doesn't go according to the way that you have planned when life disappoints you and you are thinking what more can I do? What more can I try? I'm losing my hold on this. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. You know, you want to isolate yourself because it's hard to be around people, friends and family. You don't want to. You just want to be by yourself. now you feel that the devil has pushed you in a corner and that is how you feel you don't see a way out of this so you might find yourself that you may want to ask to whom do I belong to and where am I going that's where you might find yourself right now where you are asking 
do I really belong to God? God, where are you when things are happening like this? Where are you? Where are you? You know, when people, when things don't go right, they say, is there really God? If God was around, why will we be dying? Why is God uh, allowing all of these things? Then people suddenly have questions. Have you ever been around those people? Now they suddenly have questions. In the midst of the chaos, the personal tragedies that they are, fa- they are facing, they start saying, if there really was a God, I wouldn't be going through this. But I'm asking you today, who do you belong to? Because of the tragedy that you are facing, now you suddenly want to deny that there is a God. You are saying, God, if you really exist, Show up and prove yourself. That's where you might find yourself. When you feel like you are trapped, like this is the dead end of the street from which you will never be able to escape. That is how you may feel. That this is the dead end of the street that I will never be able to escape. I am stuck in this situation. I can't get out. I am stuck. You feel like every time you want to get out, you are like your foot is stuck in a mud. And when you are brazing your foot, your leg, trying to to get up, it's like there is mud that is stuck like glue. That thick, thick glue is pulling you further and further down. It's wearing you. It's got you so drained and so tired. But I want you to know today. Start looking with new eyes. As you see the Messiah. He is your conqueror. He is the one who conquered all for you. He is the one who is able to pull you out of the dead end street where you are feeling like there is no no escape out of it you know that mud that is pulling you down he is the one who is able to get you out of it so i am asking you whose do you belong to whose do you belong to may you find yourself find yourself in that path where you know that your maker is your husband. I mean, we find ourselves lost at times. There are very few people who have not been lost at some point. Most of us in our lives, we have been lost. Maybe we've taken the wrong road or we took the back road. We took a detour when you are driving, thinking, oh, if I take this route, it's going to be quicker. It ends up being a longer route. Sometimes they say in life, never take the the back road because there is a reason why there is a highway. There is a reason why the highway doesn't run along that road. They say, you know, when you are about to get on the back road, it says it's easy and it's quicker. You will get there. Maybe that unknown road that we want to attempt is the very same road that will lead you to that dead end where you, there is no escape where you find yourself to be lost and now you find yourself to be in that depressed state so i am saying to you you need a roadmap 
to assist you. To assist you. So that you get back on the road and you remember who do you belong to. Your maker is your husband. I know sometimes the church with the, when people are depressed and all of those we don't realize that it is a real thing it's a real thing that our people suffer from so maybe you are suffering from that and we are quick to say how can you be so depressed and we throw verses at the people we don't even know how to sit down and counsel these people we don't want to numb you with the medication we first you know maybe that can be the last resort because medication is there but what we are saying is when we sit and we do proper counseling with you and we talk to you the word of god is the light that will light the darkness that is filling your head where the devil is telling you you are unworthy you are broken you will never succeed you will always fail there is no way out of here you can't escape here and the word of god will be your escape route david says my soul escaped from the foulness snare so the depression that you find yourself in this mental health issue that you are finding yourself in is a foulness snare and god is saying his word will allow you to escape out of it you are not unworthy you are not in him he takes the broken and he crowns them with confidence he loves the unworthy things so that he can use them for his glory he picks you up from that you know he picks you up from that gutter that you are sitting in and he dusts you and he cleans you and he calls you his own and then you can you know when the song of songs says my beloved is mine and i am his that is what he does he picks me up and he cleans me he dusts me until i am shining bright and then he holds me he crowns me with his glory and with his honor and he calls me his own he calls me his own and he starts showering me with kisses and with love songs of songs says his kisses they taste far better than the most expensive wine when he picks you up from that state of depression of unworthiness that state of darkness where you don't want to be you want to be involved with anybody you want to be isolated where you've lost interest where you feel you feel unworthy where you don't want to go on he picks you up he picks you up and he says no more suicidal thoughts he fills our hopelessness with hope no more guilty feelings no more guilty feelings he gives you the energy that you need when he raises you up from the dusty place that is our god that is our god so as women i just want us to know that 
we might find ourselves in a state of depression. Maybe we've been waiting for something from God. And it's like, Father, it's not happening. I've been waiting for so long. What is this? And that one thing that you've been waiting for is the very thing that will put you in a depressed state because it is not materializing. Maybe you've been promised, promised a promotion. I've been there. And when you look at the number of months, the number of years, and you think, what is this? It puts you in a depressed state because you see everybody around you getting a head start in life. They getting what you really know was yours. They getting the promotions. They getting the recognition. But you are not getting it and it puts you in that state of depressed. And then Juanita says, I don't mind waiting on the Lord. And you think, here God, here I am. I thought I've been waiting on you. I don't mind waiting. You sing that song, but deep down you are broken, you are hurt. Because you are thinking, God, I can't wait any longer. I can't wait any longer. What's wrong with me? Why am I not recognized? Why nobody sees me? Then you start having the low self-esteem. But I am here today to say to you, God sees you. Your maker is your husband. So you belong to him. You belong to him. To whom do you belong to? And where are you going? So I belong to God. And if I belong to him, he is leading the way. So he will take me wherever he wants to take me. Just like how we did with Abraham. I may not know the road. So I will not take the back road. I will take the road that he is leading me to. Just like Abraham. He had to have faith and trust in God. Because he did not have a road map. God just told him, get out and go to a land that I will show you. He did not have a road map. He did not have a GPS. That's also depressing, being taken from a familiar place. So, even us women, let us trust God. So, as I'm about to finish, I just... Uh, there's a, a beautiful lady, a woman of God that I know, and I asked her to send a beautiful encouragement to us as women uh, so that we can just hear what other women have gone through, what they are, the words of testimonies and encouragement so that we stand. It's Women's Month. I know a lot of things have been said to us as women. A lot of things have been said. And those words keep on ringing. But I just want you to be encouraged and know that you belong to God. Who do you belong to? To whom do you belong? And where are you going? And who owns you? Your maker is your husband. So I hope you were blessed by this segment. Stay tuned. After the break, we are going to listen to an encouragement by the by a beautiful Pastor Elmarie as she's going to be talking to us as women. 
bless you my listeners good morning beloved family what a beautiful day it is to be alive and to be awake by the grace of god this morning i want to encourage you when it comes to waiting upon the lord um, the bible is full of god's promises there is yes and amen and we all can agree that to wait upon the lord it's not easy you know what when god made a promise to you and to me we feel like a small child whose mother promised him or her something a blessing a gift when your parents are going to town to buy some groceries you know what when you know that your mom is going to bring your chocolate or a toy you waited at that window or at the door and when you hear the sound of the of the car you become so excited and you jump up and down and you are so in awe because you know that there's going to be something in the bag for you because he promised you and sometimes when your mom gets into the house and you eagerly waiting upon her to unpack the groceries just to see the gift or you yourself get into the bags just to find out that mom didn't have enough money to buy the gift as she has promised you when she left the house and how disappointed you are and she tried so hard to explain to you why she couldn't buy your gift why she couldn't buy you the chocolate but this morning i want to tell you about a different kind of waiting and that is the waiting upon the lord you know what in genesis 21 um it says and the lord visited sarah as he had said and the lord did unto sarah as he has spoken for sarah conceived in and bear Abram a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him and Abram, and Abram called the name of his son that was born unto him whom Sarah bare to him Isaac and Abram circumcised his son Isaac being eight days old and God has commanded him and Abram was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him and Sarah said God had made me to love so that all that year will laugh with me and I want to talk today about waiting upon the Lord I started off with my story where I was giving an explanation about how we as children wait upon our parents when they promised us and you know your mom is going to bring you a gift and she couldn't bring you the gift because maybe she didn't have enough money but this morning I want to talk about Abram and Sarah Abram was about 75 years old when God promised him the son and Abram had to leave his father's house with his wife and everything that belonged to him. But you know what? From the time God first called Abram in Haran to the time when his son of promised Isaac was born, it was nearly three, dec- three decades. And I want to say to something to you, somebody here today. It was about 25 years that he waited upon this promised son. And in between 75 and 100 years, um, it looked like 
according to human understanding that God has forgotten about Abram and Sarah. And it looked like when Abram was now asked by, by, by his wife Sarah to sleep with um, the slave Hagar and Ishmael was born, it looked like that they did not wait upon the Lord or they did not believe that God will give them the promised son. But we all know that God is faithful to his word. It was only at the age of 100 that God made his promise unto Abraham and Sarah a reality and the son Isaac was born. And just like them, we are going through the same things. We have to admit here that when God promised you something, it looks like it must come now. I remember 2008, God promised me a car and God said to me, He will bless me with a car. Can I tell you, I only got that car three years ago. It was 2017. 2008, God told me personally in my prayer time that He is going to bless me with a car. I waited, I waited, I waited. I remember there was a time, especially when the car that I had that time gave problems. I was like, no God, you promised me a car. Um, how is it possible that I now have to wait? Look at this one who give me trouble. We have to fix it and we have to spend so much money on this car. But can I tell you, when the time is right, God will make it happen. I had to learn what it is to have faith. I had to learn what it is to wait upon the Lord. And this morning I want to say to someone, you know what God has promised you. But can I tell you, between the time God spoke to us and promised us blessings and things, God is preparing us. When we get hold of that blessing, we are matured, we know how to look after it, and we know how to celebrate God. Because whatever God do for us, we need to give Him honor, we need to give Him praise. And can I tell you, Sarah was the one who told her husband, Abram, I can't wait anymore. Look at me, I'm old. Look at me, at my age. How can God say I'm, I'm going to have a child and I'm in my old age? I'm not even in a, in a, in a state of, 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 of bringing a child forth. Did God forget that when we are old, we are not supposed, humanly speaking, to bring children forth? But the Bible says what is impossible with men is possible with God. Sarah looked to her physical body. And Sarah was thinking, I don't know if they have murders that time, but if there was a murder, every day when she looked into that mirror, she was looking to a wrinkled face. She was looking to a gray hair. What she saw was the outer appearance. She did not realize that God is a God of his word. And this morning I want to say to somebody here this morning, it looked like what God has promised you and told you years ago is not going to happen. Can I remind you this morning, God is not a liar like human beings. I remember there was a time that somebody promised me something, even told me God said, she must bless me. Can I tell you the first month? I was excited because what she said, God said, she brought it to me. By the third month, the blessing that was, that came to my house first, in the third month, it was a different kind of blessing. It was not a story of um, 
you know what? Uh, the meat is so expensive. I don't. I, I hope you don't mind if I bring you sausage now. The fourth man, you don't mind if I bring you mince now. You don't mind if I bring you. I can't remember what was the last thing, but she said the Lord said for six months she must bless me, and it became from meat till mince till sausage. This is not our God. Let me tell you, when God promised you a son, God is gonna give you a son. When God promised you a car, it's gonna be a car. If God promised you, it's gonna restore your marriage. God is gonna restore your marriage. It looks like the husband become worse, the child become worse. How can God say he's gonna restore my son? How can God say my son is gonna be evangelist? How how can God say my husband is gonna be the leader of a church if he's on drugs, if he is uh, sleeping with other women? How how can God say that that he's gonna change my boss? As attitude towards me and it looks like my boss became worse let me tell you my sister and my brother I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm talking about because I'm a witness there was times that I did not wait there was times that I made my own things and burned my fingers there, 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 there were times in the past that I I done my own thing and paid dearly for 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 the for the decision that I made and this morning I want to encourage somebody it looks like it's not going to happen it looks like everybody around you is blessed it looks like it looks like in your workplace that the promotion that God promised you will not come through but I want to say to you Sarah said Sarah said in Genesis 21 verse 6 and Sarah said God had made me to love so that all that year will love with me and she said who would have said unto Abram that Sarah should have given children suck for I have borne him a son in his old age my God a son in his old age the promised son the promised son there is there is a promise upon your life and I want to encourage you Remind yourself it's coming. Let me tell you, I remember T.D. Jakes wrote a book, or I, I, I read it somewhere, but I know it's T.D. Jakes. It says, it says, delayed but not denied. What you are waiting for look like a delay, but it's not denied. We all know when God spoke a word in Genesis, let there be light, there was light. And I want to say to somebody myself this morning, do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. God is going to make you laugh again. God is gonna. God is going to make you rejoice again. God is going to lift up your countenance. He's gonna give you a new song. He's gonna turn your mourning into dancing, your sorrow into joy. Because the Bible says that they did sow with tears, but they reap with joy. Joy is your portion. Restoration is your portion. God is going to restore your marriage. God is, going to use, God is going to send your prodigal son back that is currently find himself in the pigsty. Do you know what? In that pigsty, it was in, jo- uh, in, sorry, in Luke 15 that the prodigal son had an encounter with himself and God. He said, But I have sinned against the Father in heaven and, the, and my Father on earth. And he stood up 
from that pigsty. And he said, even the slaves in my father's house have so much to eat and to drink. Why do I allow myself here in this pigsty? And he stood up and God answered the prayer of a father. Because the Bible says the father was waiting from afar and he saw his son coming home. And I believe he ran to his son and grabbed him and tears rolled from his eyes. I think they wept bitterly. And I think while the father wept with his son, he was just giving God praise. This morning, I want to say to you, God is going to change your pity party into a praise party. God is going to dry your tears. God is going to restore your husband, your marriage, your home. God is going to change attitudes towards people that look down on you. Because I believe people look down on, on, on Abram and Sarah because they had all the the blessings around them. Slaves, cattle, uh, 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 everything that God promised them. But one thing was missing, a son. And they received this son, the only son that God promised them. This morning I want to say to you, God is going to make you laugh again. God is going to make you smile again. Ah, and even your, your neighbors will see your smile. Even your family will see your smile. Even your enemies will see your smile. Even your colleagues will see your smile. And they're going to ask you, Why are you smiling? Why are you why are you happy? And you are going to say, I am not happy, I'm blessed. Because the Lord has changed my situation. The Lord has answered me. The Lord has gave unto me what He has promised. Hold on to the promises of the Lord and it will be well with us. Have a blessed day. God loves you and I love you too. Amen.